Craft Beer Radio, episode 240, on March 3rd, 2014. It's my birthday. Thanks, Allie, and welcome to Craft Beer Radio. I'm Jeff. I'm Greg. And this is Craft Beer Radio, episode 240, as Allison said. Yeah. See, there you go. You're repeating yourself. <sighs> I didn't repeat welcome myself. To... I repeated Allison. <laughs> welcome to Barley Wine Central today. That's what it's going to be. Do you have a preference? I don't. Preference, preference, preference. Let's go with this one. Since they don't make it, no mo. Yeah. There, this is uh, interesting story because I started to try to look this up. And apparently the company, which we have called Williamsburg Ale Works before, no longer makes this beer and no longer is called Williamsburg Ale Works. They're just called Ale Works. At Williamsburg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just did a rebranding. This is the 29 Vintage. Of their barley wine. I assume that it hasn't changed much from uh, their beer advocate site, which calls it a 10% American barley line. Barley wine. The color is a, uh, it's a, it's a dark wood red. It's a, like cherry wood or something like that. That's a good descriptor there. Pours with a very thin head. Just a little ring around the outside. So your barley wines are, you know, they kind of can run the gamut. Um, in terms of, of what we've found. But they tend to be pretty sweet, uh, relatively low on the hop side. Well, relatively. English-style barley wines are relatively low on the hop side. American barley wines can go can be pretty hoppy when they're fresh. Um, all the ones we're doing tonight are aged. So even though we do have a couple ones that start out pretty hoppy, i would be curious to see how much hops are left in them. I personally prefer them to be more English style. Yes, I um, agree with you. I, I find the hops can kind of distract from the real flavors you develop in a barley wine. But then again, I also think that barley wines are a, a beer that's meant to be saved. And so it's okay to throw a lot of hops in if you don't think it's going to be drank for a couple of years. Because those hops are going to go away and they're going to sort of meld into the background. We've done vertical tastings of Sierra Nevada's Bigfoot. And, you know, almost to a man, you know, we had a big group of people the last time we did it. You know, everyone liked it at, you know, three or four years. Um, hops fade off, it really develops. And then, you know, at like six, seven, eight years old, it uh, it doesn't, it's not able to maintain itself. It starts to fall tail off there. So there's this, definitely a sweet spot where a lot of people think they're the best. Now, that's not, I'm not saying that, you know, hoppy barley wines are bad barley wines. Just not my preference. Fair enough. Now for the aroma. That's a real sweet, uh, sweet candy kind of aroma. Making up plums, raisins. Yeah, there's a lot of it, it's cake. Fruit cake. There's a lot of of sweet and toffee type aromas coming off of this. You know, it just smells like you know, having gone through a bunch of barley wines, it smells like something that's boiled for a very, very long time. Lots of kettle caramelization in here. Lots of that, you know, dark crusty bread. A lot of that, you know, sweet, you know, quick bread type stuff like fruit cake. And um, I'm trying mm. to think of what else there might be. Yeah, really, uh, a nice bread pudding would probably smell like this. Ten percent, you said, right? So yeah. there's a little bit of booziness in the aroma. Uh, when they made the Grand Illumination, Grand Illumination, the name comes from a, a big winter festival they have in Williamsburg, where they light up all the street lights or something. It's the Grand Illumination. Um, this is bottle twelve eighteen of two thousand nine. We've tasted this beer, probably the same one, because I I picked up this beer when we were down there for vacation a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It was probably the 2008-2007 edition, and one of my coworkers had an uncle who lives in Williamsburg, so he bought us a case, and we split the case, so 22-ounce bottles, 12 bottles in a case, I got six of these, and this is you know probably only the second or third that I've opened, so. Now, barley wines are, I think they're best... A little bit warmer, so we're trying to warm these up, but probably better to be uh, in in the mid fifties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely Fahrenheit. I had um, a beer last night, the Slay Wrecker 
from Church Brew Works. And it's not a barley wine, but it's a winter ale. It's maybe a winter warmer, you know, somewhere in there. Uh, actually, it was best, like, after it had warmed up for, like, well over an hour. Really? Like, I was sitting there, and I wasn't really drinking it. And I picked it up a little bit later when it was, you know, I don't know, a lot closer to room temperature than refrigerator temperature. And it was really good. And it was warmer than I've drank in you know, many beers recently. So that one had a sweet spot that was, you know, maybe in the 60s even. You know, it was. I was surprised that it tasted the way it did, you know, so much better than it did when it was slightly colder. There are a couple of beers out there that are, um, that are hot ales, right? There's a few. The only one I can think of, and I, we have a couple of bottles in the in the cellar, is the Unibrew Coquelichos, which is a cherry beer. And they on the label they suggest you can drink it two ways. You can drink it on the rocks or hot, like you know, like a hot cider yeah. type thing. And I've tried it both ways. It also says drink now or age for 22 years. So <laughs> a couple of the ones in the cellar are going to be there for quite a while. Just, just why not? <laughs> Money's already been spent. <laughs> just leave them in there. Okay, so... The alcohol is coming off a little solventy, actually. Um, and the hops are playing a real funny game here. Hmm. The it, the solventy, at first it's not too bad, but then, yeah, the the bitterness and the solventy alcohol kind of both hit you from two ends at the same time. There's kind of a little... There's a... Hmm. And then the late aftertaste is kind of chalky and hoppy. I'm surprised yeah. it's still so hoppy. And I'm kind of uh, I'm not really digging it, <laughs> which is bad. Too bad because the aroma was really enticing. But what's coming out mm-hmm. here is this this kind of hop solvent. Um, and like imagine if you, if you were to make a cleaning fluid out of hops, <laughs> it's a, that's how strong and the, the solventy aspect of it is. But it's not solventy like. Like a uh, like nail polish remover, it's solventy mm-hmm. like hop solvent. It, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's really got it, it's throwing me for a loop. Let's uh, swirl it up a little bit here. Let it warm up some more. Try to get some of that booziness, you know, vol- you know volatilize, volatilize out. Yeah. Maybe that'll change its impression a little bit. While we're waiting for the beer to warm up, let's get some plugs in, if you don't mind. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. So we've been um, you know, plugging, uh, promoting the show a little bit here, and uh, we've confirmed that we will be covering Saber again. This time it's in New York City, and uh, we will be there. And uh, as you may know if you listen to recent shows, we've been soliciting um, donations or other ways you can support us. So um, a couple ways are our Amazon store. You can um, go to our website, or you can go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. And anything you buy after clicking that link will um, be attributed to us and we get um, a kickback from, from Amazon. It doesn't cost you anything more. It doesn't cost you anything more. It comes out of their margin, which is nice. The There's two ways this works. We um, You can buy big ticket items and we get a percentage from that. But the percentage goes up the more items we sell. So like if you're buying like 50 individual toothpicks for like a cent a piece... That's 50 items, and it helps our percentage go up, too. Yeah, so, so you can buy the small items as I well. I wouldn't say you do that unless you have Prime, because the, the, <laughs> otherwise the shipment on each of those individual toothpicks is going to be a pain in the butt. <laughs> right, so it, it's quantity and quality. So don't think, oh, I'm only buying a few you know, $5 things. You know, That's not going to make a big deal. Actually, it'll cause the percentage of everyone's purchase well, so, to okay, go up. Okay, so is it, and this may be talking too much shop, but is it, uh, is it quantity... Of items you buy or amount... It's or, amount of items sold. Amount of items sold per per. I user. don't think it's so, unique. No, no, it's just items sold. So if you bought 50, you know, batteries for, you know... Is it, but what I'm saying, is it better to buy it, close your session, open up a new session, buy a battery, no, close no. it? No, yeah. no. No. Okay. I mean... Batteries might be a bad example because batteries come in a 50-pack, right? Mm-hmm. And you, it, you'd you save money buying a 50-pack instead of buying 52-packs, right? Or 25-2-packs. So that's yeah. a bad example. Well, like, okay, I bought the Miracle Fruit stuff on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to buy two packs of Miracle Fruit, you could buy one or buy two packs. You could just put quantity two. Two quantity two. 
But what I'm saying is people who are, might not think, oh, I'm just spending $10 at Amazon. It doesn't really, they're only going to get three cents. Who cares? You know, they're not going to care. But it actually, the quantity helps as well. Yes, so. so the other ways you, uh, we're plugging too long. There are some donations. You can donate to us through PayPal. Go to craftyware.com if you're interested in that. We'll plug some more at the very end of the show. Okay, how's this beer? Any better? Did we no. get any of the booziness out? No, it, and I think that there's... What's underneath it tastes pretty thin, too. So I, I don't even think it's really hiding a good beer underneath it, unfortunately. Hmm. It's working for me now. Like, it's not tasty. It doesn't have that hot, bitter bump anymore. Uh, other, than, you know, other than the things that I would like not to dwell on. <laughs> Let's see. It, it, it definitely is English style. There was a little more hops in it than I had anticipated, especially being um, four years old. And there's a lot of bitterness late, which is kind of surprising because I remember this beer, even the previous editions we've had, is not being very hoppy, even when it's fairly young. Um, so that's interesting. It. I'm just trying to figure out how to how to. the The term "worth your sobriety" does come into play here at ten percent, right? Yes. It's definitely not the the best barley wine. It's okay. I mean, it. it I think it maybe loses some points in that whole "worth your sobriety" thing, right? Because you're investing a lot of that, and, I, I and there's say, some, there's some knocks against it. So. I mean. You'll have a tough time finding this anyway, but if you have this... That's a good point, I guess. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Don't try to seek it out because they don't make it anymore. Yeah. If, if you have this in your um, in your cellar, be wary. Let's put it that way. I'm I'm not liking what this 20-09 thing has turned into. Either drink it before now or wait, wait it out and see if it gets better. Yeah, yeah drink it before now. Get into your time machine. Go back in time. Tell your then self to drink the barley wine. Like, a couple months before now at least. All right. So what do you want to go? Which direction do you want to go? I picked and I chose poorly. So now it's your turn. Really? Fred from the Wood? Yeah. All right. Well, I spoiled the surprise. We're doing a bottle of Fred from the Wood, which was... Why is it spoiling a surprise to say the name of a beer? I don't understand. We usually build it up a little bit more before we... What's the sure. point of building things up? We're trying to we're trying to do things. <sighs> Jeff yes. has this tendency to build up to to the beer that he thinks is going to be the star of the night. I'm not. No, no. I'm not talking about saving the beer. I just wanted to build up. We usually build a little bit of suspense suspense before we say what beer it is. Even maybe no one cares. Oh. We we usually just have a little more suspense than okay. than that. I still don't think you have a tendency just to, to select when you select beers. You have a tendency to hold out on the beer that you think is going to be the star of the night. Well, I was curious about Fred from the Wood because it's not really barley wine. So, Well, it's close enough. What do you mean it's not really barley wine? Technically, it's an old ale. So. And it's barrel aged compared to these other ones. So it was, kind of a, it was kind of going to... I thought it was going to be used as kind Adam of Adam was their, was their oh, maybe, old ale. Oh, maybe it is. What's Fred then? Fred is their barley wine. Okay. Oh, actually, here, you know, we always rave about these Spielglau glasses. I'm going to use this glass this time. Okay. Jeff's going to use some no. kids' glass. Wait for it. Wait for it. It has lights in it. <laughs> That'll make the beer awesome. Here, we'll take a picture and put it up on Twitter. Or maybe I'll do a vine. Because <laughs> it is light moving. <laughs> All right. So what batch is this? 64. Last time we checked, they had stopped updating that whole batch thing. Batch 64. Brewed uh, on July 12th, 20-06, and bottled on August 22nd, my sister's birthday, 20-06. So it's, a, it's an old beer. <laughs> Alright, so there we go. We're going to tweet six seconds of... 60-year-old beer. Hmm. So the color is a a more woody, sort of an orange woody color. 
This is a I'm not seriously going to drink it from... Oak, American oak barrel, so they're not used for whiskey or something like that. Just new barrels that are tested. Aged for at least six months. Uh, 10% alcohol by volume. It was released in 2006, 2007, 2008, and 2009. Beer is pretty blurry. I think it's from yeast, though, because I kind of see, like, waves of stuff. It looks like... like... Well, it's interesting. Is yours uniform? Yours is a lot clearer than this, huh? Not that much clearer. Okay. Aroma's kind of closed off. I'm not able to get much aroma off of it. There's some there's some readiness in there, but yeah, it's pretty closed. I'm sure the flavor won't be, but the aromas really hold. Keep playing it close to the vest. The non oak aged Fred is, is sort of a, a deep golden. They say. Yeah, you get a lot of color out of barrels, especially you know if it's fresh oak and you know char, you're going to get a decent amount of color off the barrel. I mean, look at whiskey, right? Whiskey goes in clear and comes out brown, so. 65 IBUs for Fred. Mm. Get some... Mm. That's, that's, that's... I was going to throw out some, you know, common, you know, descriptions, but really they don't fit. Like, I was going to say molasses. No, it's not molasses. Maybe a little bit... Maybe a touch of maple. Jeff, what did you clean these glasses with? Just PBW and rinse them well, like I always do. Okay. Tasting some of the same solventy that I'm tasting, that I was tasting in Williamsburg. Should not be. No, I don't taste the PBW at all. Okay. No, I, yeah, for you know, for the especially the good glasses, I use the powder brewery wash because it rinses clean, mm-hmm. leaves the glasses super clear, no water spots, anything like that. Um, and I make sure I rinse them. Maybe well. My tongue is a little bit off today. Um, no, I, I tasted what you were saying at the beginning of the Williams arc. Once I swirled it and stuff, you know, it got better. If you were tasting it at the end, you know, I wasn't, but I did taste it earlier on. And this one, I'm not tasting any kind of solventy. What I am tasting, I'm tasting some some maple syrup, some yeah. some toast. Um, I think a notable thing we're saying, it, it has a very thin body. Do you find that? I mean, I find this one is like almost surprisingly thin in the body. You know what? I did... <coughs> excuse me. I did, you know, I was goofing around and I had mine in that Disney on Ice glass with the LEDs and I poured it back out. So maybe I worked out some extra carbonation that's changing my body perception too. That could be. It doesn't taste all that thin. That's what I get for goofing around with Fred for the wood. I should I should be slapped. Fred from the wood, not for the wood. <laughs> it's Fred for the wood, everybody. <clears throat> I wish I had more to say. I'm sorry. Keep, keep talking. I'm, I'm trying to work out this solvent okay. issue that I have. I, I, I want, I'm wrapping my hands around this thing to warm it up even more because that oh, that thinness. You know, I'm getting I'm getting a little bit of. It's not bourbony. The oak is really neat. It does remind me mostly of maple syrup. Um. But I'm hoping if I can warm it up and maybe get it over. You know, normal barley wine temperatures. It might really open up and give me some more things. What's the alcohol in this? Because it's 100%. really, it's not. It's hiding it. It is. Well, you mentioned solventy. I, for me, it's hiding it. It does not taste like a big beer at all. Um, this one could definitely sneak up on you. Another one, though. Good luck finding it. They have. They haven't released it since twenty nine. If this okay page is. I'm so, uh, yeah, it might. It sounds like they updated their site because the last couple times we've looked at batch numbers for um, Hair of the Dog and like stuff hadn't been updated since like you know Netscape nowadays. You know, <laughs> it was like you know ninety three, ninety four type 
stuff. Well, maybe not that old, but, you know, 2003, 2004 type stuff. Yeah, 93 in the internet days is very, very old, isn't it? Before you had kids. 93 is before I had internet. <laughs> All right, let's see. This one's only a 12-ounce bottle, so um, we're, I'm kind of going through it sparingly. I don't want to take too big of a sip, you know, before it's ready to be drank. Because they're able to get most of the solventy flavor out of it, but the, it kind of, at Williamsburg, kind of corrupted my taste buds. <sighs> and I'm just I'm just picking out things that just feel too too off to me. They're... The sweetness feels like it's got a honey kind of cloyness to it. Um, ugh. That's too bad. I am useless today. That's okay. A honey, honey is not a primary thing I'm tasting, but I can I can see it. I'm not sure I would go cloying. I mean, it is a barley wine though. It is sweeter. Um, I'm enjoying this, you know, quite a bit. It the only thing is that that thin body is persisting, and maybe that was just me goofing around with Max's you know, LED cup. Um, shame on me. Make sure you wash out that cup, or else Maxine will get a little bit. Of... Heather, Heather already warned me. Like, yeah, because residue from a beer in a cup is going to ruin your child. Not going to ruin your child, but it may make him a little wonky for a, for an hour or two. Probably evaporated by morning anyway. Yeah. Just be sugars. Mm. All right, so so two Greg Max not... has become a little terror, isn't he? He's um he was a terror. He's getting a little better. He's getting. I don't expect the terrible twos are over yet, but it's a better kind of terrible two than it was yeah. before. He's able to communicate more, so he's not as frustrated. And um, that that makes a world of difference. And he's also like his cousins were over today, and he was talking to him. He's like, "Hey, Caden, let's go play." You know, like more advanced things right. instead of just like standing by a kid pushing him, taking his toys. You know, so it's good. He would call me Craig, 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 and he comes over and he runs on the couch and jumps on the couch. <laughs> oh, yeah, he definitely is uh, like showing off those kinds yeah. of things. Okay, next on the list, hopefully... Don't spoil it, let's build up the suspense. No, we're saying hopefully all, all this uh, solving these stuff has worked out. Do you want to rinse this any better? Yeah. What'd you do with the, bot- with the oh, bucket? I'm sorry, I didn't, have a... <laughs> I didn't have a good place to put it, so I set it on the ground right. over here. Okay, next. It is... Oh, Green Flash. Yep. This is their barley wine style ale. Now, Green Flash, West Coast Brewery, so I expect this to be pretty hoppy. This beer has some age on it. Okay. I believe this beer was one of the beer people brought when we had that big barley wine party. Oh. And right. that was like four years ago, I well, think. Well, in 2009, this won the silver in the San Diego County Fair for American barley wine. Think about that. They have so many competitions, that so many barley wines in San Diego. That they didn't just have one award. You know, at least three awards. <laughs> uh, so 2009 Silver, it won the uh, third place in the California State Fair for in 2009 for uh, American Barley Wine. It won first place in 2007 for American Barley Wine, the same as the California State Fair. And the L.A. County Fair, 2010 Bronze for American Barley Wine. Alcohol by volume, 10.9% alcohol, or I'm sorry, IBUs, 85 Okay. That's, I mean, that's a moderate number. At least, you know, it's not like 140 right. or anything, but it's still fairly hoppy when it's fresh. Four-hour like boil. That, you should expect a ton of that flavor that, that I tasted in the Grand Illumination, the, the kettle caramelization with four-hour boil. The, um, oh, I had something else I wanted to pitch in there. Oh, I wanted to mention, you know, since we're drinking a lot of big bottles, one of our favorite products is in use tonight, the Xylus Stoppers. Yes. And we cannot recommend them more. They are great for saving a large bottle of beer that you just can't finish or don't. You know, maybe it's just a wise choice to save yeah. it till tomorrow. They'd also work for wine. 
they fit wine bottles just as well. They would work for soda. They would. I mean, they work yeah. great for anything carbonated, which a lot of the wine stoppers don't work right. well for. Um, okay, so you can certainly use them for soda. They fit in um, regular bottles and Belgian-style bottles. So, you like, you know, we used to cap them with a crown cap, and once we got enough Xyluses, this is really the preferred Although way to go. Although we still keep an old version of the Xylus around for the occasional bottle where the new ones don't fit in. Yeah, some of the Belgians, I think, have a narrower neck, and the old style of Xylus, which... They probably retired because they didn't seal as well. You can't close the new ones in, in certain bottles. So really, that's the... Uh, you need some vintage ones to do those. Yes. All right. So what do we got here? We got barley wine from Green Flash that is probably four years old. I can actually smell the, the hops. I, you know, this is going to be a hop-forward beer, period. It's, it's a Green Flash. Everything they make is hop-forward. There's a little bit. You get a little bit of... Get a lot of that caramelly, toffee, you know, dark, crusty, malt type aroma, you know, that long kettle caramelization. But you do get a little bit of hoppy. And the hoppy, it almost, I'm, I'm thinking Cascade, it's a little fruity, but it's not like citrus orange or anything like that. And I don't mention what kind of hops, but I'm going to guess they, they would go more American, not super, like not... They're not going to put, like, Simcoe in here. Beer is another slightly cloudy one. Can't really see your fingers through it on the other side of the glass. Thin, wispy head. Another dark, dark brown. I just hit the point in the show where the the you know the you know the like you know, the, the motion sensor in my head kind of just went off like you know things are feeling a little bit delayed so the uh, the ten percent after ten percent after ten percent this is the point in the show where I just noticed it in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> this is why they say hard before beer in the clear beer before hard in the yard. Because it takes a while <laughs> for the beer to build up, even the higher beer. Mm -hmm. But uh, the hard stuff you feel right away. I, I never, uh, huh? Okay, so that's it. It's the whole absorption thing. I say I never. I always thought it was kind of like um, just that's wise tale, or what's that? It's much better. I always thought it was a wise tale. The liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Um, I never realized it was just absorption. I always thought they were saying something else behind that. It makes more makes sense. Well, makes mean, more sense I, now than ever. I don't but. think that it's actually true in in that sense. What I think mm -hmm. it is is that you're you, you drink a shot and you you take off a little bit. You know, you drink a shot and you're down two shots, and you get a little bit right away. But you're also you're you kind of fly around for a bit and, and mm -hmm. you'll start to notice it pretty quickly. Whereas beer, you're drinking, 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 drinking. You're sort of constantly drinking, so you don't notice as quickly the the step up mm -hmm. that you take in, in alcohol. So I think it's more, I don't think there's an actual scientific basis for it. I think it's more an observational. I see. Gotcha. I just got a little tangerine or something in the aroma right before I took a sip. It is getting a little more citrusy, I'm noticing. It's, it, it's pretty... Still pretty gosh darn hoppy. It's got... It's pretty hoppy, but... Could you imagine four years ago? You know, it's like, yikes. Yeah. These have all just been 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 wrecking me in terms of, of what they do to my tongue. This one, the, the hoppiness is, is, is extremely overwhelming, but it's not, it's not coming across as acrid like the other two are. Yeah, so the, this Green Flash label, they don't have a vintage date on it. They do have the word vintage with some space above it, where it looks like a stamp was supposed to go. Mm -hmm. And they forgot the stamp of my bottle. There is a notch cut out, um, just a little bit left of the V. But there's no date markers on the notch or anything like that, so that's not helpful. So someone who can decode a notch just under the V, slightly offset to the left, let me know what that means. Where is that? The notch. Like, oh, yeah. you've seen the labels where they have, like, the calendar on it, and then they actually, yeah. uh, they like, take them, they put them all together in a clamp, 
and they use like something like a circular saw to like just slice it, you know, while they're all clamped together. That's how they make those notches. Maybe a table saw, maybe a, 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 a stop saw, saw yeah. stop. Yeah, saw stop. Talked about that in the pre-show. No, we talked about Green Flash before the name, where the name comes from, but it's still pretty, it's a cool phenomenon. It's a cool phenomenon. It's one I'd love to see someday. Yeah. Um, when the conditions are just right and the sun is setting, right when the sun disappears, you see this green flash at the top of the sun. And it's just a prism type thing right. where the Earth's atmosphere can actually bend the sun enough to make it look green where you know when it looks red and orange and stuff when the sun's setting that's just prism too um but generally you can't see the green because the angles are too great but every once in a while and it's 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 just like a an eclipse right where yeah just coincidentally things line up and they're the right size it's the green flash just every once in a while right angle i mean it's the same angle really as, as as rainbow i think it's like 44 degrees and um in fact if if it were if blue wasn't then preferentially scattered, you'd see a blue flash right afterwards, but you don't. Oh, I, okay. I I just thought it was, you know, the earth is just the right size to have the right, you know, bend on it that, you know, you could just, the green is only there for an instant, right? Where if the earth was a little bit bigger or something, it would be there for more than an instant, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure quite about that. Or smaller, I, maybe smaller because the, the angle would be greater then, but... Yeah, it, it apparently is just a flash. And yeah. I've seen photos. It'd be great to see in life, real life yeah, one day. Yeah, it lasts a second or two. So It's, it's a cool thing to... It's a to, very geeky thing to yeah. name your brewery after. Well, is it? I mean, you know, Great Divide. What's that? It's named after the Great Continental Divide. Yeah. And that's a... I mean, you could call it Sunset brewing company right and you see a sunset every day you only see a green flash once in a great while right and you also need to be over the ocean you have yes. very low horizon and they are in san diego so well that's why they i mean i think that's why they named it green flash because it's something that you know preferentially happens in coastal areas for the most mm -hmm. part so they wanted to make make it known that they were a coastal beer western yeah western yeah. coast yeah yeah so that makes sense you know you couldn't name an east coast beer Green flash. I mean, green it can ha it can happen at sunrise, but it's much more unlikely to happen at sunrise. I don't know why. It just is. Probably has something to do with like air density or something like that. Like the you know, it's hot. Yeah, because I, th I, I think I think it might be enhanced by mirage, and mirage you need heat. Heat you need sun. Mm -hmm. That that's plenty of geekery for the main show. <laughs> this is a much better drinker than the other two. Uh, I'm not getting any sovereignty notes, although it is pretty hoppy. And the hops are really dominating the flavor. This one hides the booze very well, too. This is another dangerous one. Yeah, this one's pretty well hidden, but uh, you're not going <laughs> to... can be able to tell that there were, that there were hops in here. Mm -hmm. There's no question about it. This is a hoppy beer. This is last couple of sips. I wasn't so much tasting those those tropical fruits and those citrus fruits, but for a while, a few sips in, I was getting some some really good tangerine and things like that. See, so yeah, at least at least four or five years old, right? I mean, like, yeah, I think it's probably four years old because I think we had Allison when I did that. Again, that's my superpower, keeping yeah. beers in the cellar, <laughs> sometimes for way too long. We all have something we're hit by superpower. Jeff can keep beers in his cellar. I am cellar man. <laughs> this is where the show gets a little silly because we're drinking barley wines. It was inevitable. It's why we put it off for so long. <laughs> because we do tend to get kind of silly when we do barley wine shows. It's a lot of alcohol. Yep. So I was, I was, I don't want to go into the segment because Greg doesn't want to do it, but I was looking at our iTunes reviews and there's recently we've got a few one star reviews of some haters. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you want some entertainment, uh, go ahead and look at those. But I just wanted to mention it because, you know, I thought, I felt that I got a pretty thick skin, you know, doing this show for almost eight years now, you know, and, and if you guys listen to the post-show and pre-show, I let everything out there, you know, there's, there's no, hardly any secrets. And I was reading those reviews, and my immediate reaction was was 
I'm pretty hurt. You know, I was like, really? And, and when I read them today, you know, it, it, I, I see it for what it is. You know, I'm not as, I didn't take it, but I took it so personally at first. So, so go to the iTunes reviews and check out the last couple of reviews of the show. And we talked about it on the pre-show too, but uh, maybe part of it is that, like, like we said in the pre-show, I mean, if you would like to leave a great review for us, fantastic. We would love you for do that, but. The only people who are going to be leaving reviews there are either people who love the show and, and want to support it or people who just... Most people who dislike the show will simply dislike it and turn it off. But the people who will be really ticked off about it <laughs> will will leave a negative review. And so a little bit of it is that, is, that, is the idea that I tick somebody off that much that they want to leave something. But at the same time, also the sort of realization that, well, anybody can do that. Anybody can do that. That's a way that anybody can get back at, you know, anybody else. Some guy invested two whole minutes yeah. into listening to our show, and we angered him so much that he had to leave a review. A one-star review. <laughs> okay. That's what it's there for. Yep. In aggregate, we have the positive star percentage, so that's all I care about. We got... Uh... Yeah, uh, there's five star reviews, four star reviews, and three one star reviews. Right. We're very polarizing. There's no middle of the road with us. <laughs> well, my guess is the three star listeners just simply don't bother. <laughs> Apathy. Yeah, this podcast is okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to type iTunes. No, that's not worth the effort. Screw it. Okay, our last beer. Uh, yeah, we're getting goofy, so it's going to be our last beer. Uh, it's actually the, lower, the lowest alcohol beer tonight, 9.3% alcohol by volume. Only? Is, only. Yes. It is the Trogues Fly Mouflon. Now, uh, the hot bitterness, the IBUs, they call 100-ish. It's pretty hoppy when it's fresh. This is, I believe, last year's beer. So it's a seasonal available in April. Uh, malted with Euro Pills, Vienna, Munich, Dark Crystal... And hopped with Warrior, Chinook, and Simcoe. Jesus. It's either one or two years old. Uh, also hot-backed with Whole Leaf, Nugget, and the Simcoe. I'm going to pour you going... a small pour, because that's what I want. They want are going nuts with... Troves loves their crazy hops. They have a lovely... I mean, they have a double Simcoe Ale. They have the Nugget. No, you're nectar, seeing a Weyerbacher with double, double Simcoe. Simcoe. They, they have nugget nugget nectar, nectar and the uh, Hotback Amber. Hotback Amber. In this one. It has, as they say, Juju, which would be... They they say Juju, I call it an adjunct, cane sugar. Really? Yes. I never knew that. Cane sugar is normally not something you want to add to a beer. It ferments out, it gets really cidery. Um, This is what we did with my Dolce de Leche beer. Uh I made Dolce de Leche. Which is a lot of sugar and a lot of milk, and you boil it for a very long time. It turns into a delicious caramel. I I was thinking of the delicious caramel, and thinking that would be good in a porter. But I, when I made the dolce, I forgot that even though it's a delicious caramel, it's still sucrose, right? And it's still going to ferment out cidery, and that's exactly what it did. Um, next time I'm going to do that beer, and I think I am going to do it again. I'm going to use um, dry malt extract and milk. And use that because that's going to be dextrose, and that's going to ferment out better. Even it won't be as sweet as Dolce de Leche. It, it should still be a, a nice milk caramel. Yeah, maybe not as sweet, but it'll but it'll be a more fermentation friendly product. And uh, so it's going to be then. There's obviously going to be lactose in in the yeah. beer then. And is there any sucrose in the milk that might come out? No, I don't I think mean, so. Not much. No, I'm not going to use quick yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, hoppy! This beer is like one or two years old, and it smells like an IPA. It's a mahogany color, so a darker reddish. Very uh, clear beer of the night. It's definitely you can't really see your finger, but if you hold up the light, you can definitely see clearness. Did not expect this to be a hoppy barley wine show. It's a... And here we are. Oh, the aroma is kind of fascinating. First sniff was most hoppy, but now I'm smelling like big... I'm smelling like mango, pomegranate. 
They say sour in a cold, dark place for a minimum of four months to mellow out the hops. You've done it for two years. I'd have to go check my... We bought this... Uh, it was a. It was a... At work, a beer club extra. I'm like, I'm going to get a case of Mouflon. Who wants a bottle? And and we got these. And uh, I can't remember if that was one or two years ago. I think it might have been two years ago. However, from the aroma and the hoppiness, I'm going to say one year. <laughs> it <laughs> still smells ridiculous. almost fresh, doesn't it? And I like the mob, though, but Warrior, Chinook, Simcoe, and then hop back with Nugget. <laughs> Chill out. Okay, I'm just... That's one way to, to to put me in a mood that's like, oh, all right, I'll give it a shot, but I'm not necessarily going to... You might not like my reaction. So I just took my first sip, and it, it's kind of a, a, a tale of two cities we got going on here, because there is a big maltiness, a lot of caramelization, but there's also a really bright hop flavor. It It reminds me... It's like nugget nectar with... Toned down just a bit, you know, with the age, but it's still really hoppy. This is ridiculous. It's been a ridiculous show, you know. <laughs> Who picked the beers? I did. I picked the beers. You Jeff, threw out like every beer I put up there. You no, know, Jeff put up a bunch of beers, and one of them was a hop and frog. Well, I picked four beers, yeah. and Greg threw them all out. Okay, so here, here's some inside <laughs> mojo of the show. So Jeff picked a bunch of beers. There's a bunch of good beers, but. Uh, they were all, I think it's to do, trying to do an oak theme. They were all barrel-aged. Barrel-aged. Yeah. And, um, and one of them was a hop and frog, and I was like, I, I don't know if I want to do the possibility of another hop and frog beer that got destroyed by whatever is infecting hop and frog right now. What else do you have? And so Jeff pulled out a whole bunch of different beers, and I saw there were like four barley wines that we could choose. I said, okay. Let's pick these barley wines. So I pick these beers. I am solely responsible for choosing to, us to do a barley wine show. And I'm the first to admit that the show went horribly wrong. <laughs> Speaking of going horribly wrong, did you see my tweet about us watering down our show? Kind of playing off the Anheuser-Busch thing? No. Oh, no one did apparently. I I thought it was really funny the way I worded the tweet. And I got no play. It it if did a face plant on the floor. No one it's, liked it's it. Twitter. No one retweeted it. I don't know. I thought it was brilliant. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be the best tweet ever. Yeah. <laughs> and it went nowhere. You, you know, I, I, I sometimes do that too. And you know what? Almost always that's what's going to happen. <laughs> so don't get too don't get too proud of yourself on Twitter. That's you're almost always going to be ignored. There's lots of people who are trying to put lots of things go flying past. <laughs> I know. You're most likely going to get ignored. But, like, I've done, like, you know, recently I got some likes on some, like, pretty lame tweets. And I'm like, oh, this one's going to go. So, he, let's see. Where is it? Um, class action lawsuit against Craft Beer Radio for watering down their podcast. And the quote, we thought watering down was the new sour, but we were mistaken. Okay, I did see that tweet, but I wasn't sure what you were trying to... I wasn't sure what you were trying to say. I thought Maybe you no, no one did. I thought you, I thought you were talking about that. There, there was recently in the news something about um, uh, some po- some patent trolls going around to the big podcasts and trying to. Well, I was of, playing off the Anheuser Busch story. Have you you heard this? No, I haven't heard it. So you mentioned something about Anheuser Busch. Oh Bush well, okay. There. So that's why you didn't get it. Big story going around. There is a class action lawsuit against Anheuser Busch for watering down their products, like at bottling time. Wait, Macrobuck. Macromark. Yeah, there's a class action lawsuit about the, so Budweiser, Bud Light, AB and Bev is apparently at the bottling time adding water to the beers and watering them down. And they have insider knowledge of this. And there's a three states: Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and California are suing Anheuser Busch for watering down their beers. Really? Don't drink the shit. <laughs> you know why sue? I don't know. There, I guess the lawsuit claims that the alcohol written on the labels is not accurate, and that they've watered the beer down below that. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, you know, to be honest, what kind of shocks me is that no brewery has ever gotten into the water game. Like Coke and Pepsi got into the water game because they started bottling water because that's what they do is they bought they, they bottle water with 
a couple extra things inside of it. So might as well bottle the water and see if that sells. So you have Dasani and you have Aquafina. I think Dasani is Coca-Cola and Aquafina is Pepsi. That's and I'm surprised that no beer company. I mean, Anheuser Busch bottles water during disasters, right? Right, but why or not cans sell water? It? No one wants cans of water. <laughs> but I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, maybe that's the next big thing. Maybe you're marketing genius. <laughs> I think there's probably been focus groups saying that people would prefer their water in plastic bottles instead of glass bottles and cans. And, you know, I don't think Anheuser-Busch would be easily set up to do a run of plastic bottles, right? Where when they can stuff or when they do water. Now, I mean, it's a different situation now because now you have places like Rite Aid doing it where Mm -hmm. because they get the super cheap plastic bottle and just plug a tap into it and you can sell, you know, and, and you're paying 15 cents for a pallet full mm-hmm. of <laughs> of bottled water. You know, the, the plastic costs more than the water. Yeah. So, I can't answer your question. I don't know why they didn't get the water game. My best guess would be uh, just because they don't have a bottling line that fills plastic bottles. Anyway, I think it's ranking time. Time to end this insanity. I guess so. And I gotta pee. Jeff, you're first. I'm first. Okay, so from the yeah, I agree with the dice. <laughs> you rolled the dice and determined I was first. Okay, no, I, no, I rolled the dice and agreed with, with what the dice said about the show. Oh, <laughs> oh, not a good number. Six out of twenty. Okay, of course, the twenty set of dice is the official die of Craft Beer Radio, <laughs> which you can get on Amazon.com or Craft Beer Radio slash Amazon. <laughs> um. The two pre-show beers we had were much better than any of these. We two pre-show beers were the beers from the main show last week. We did the uh, Jolly Pumpkin in the Upland, and oh, yummy, 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 yummy. From the bottom, it's hard. I don't hate them as much as Greg hates them, so like I'm like having a hard time finding the worst. I will go with. I'm gonna have to go with Grand Illumination because there was that period where it was tasting solventy and bitter. And just not good combination. That is not chocolate and peanut butter. Uh, <laughs> had the beer in the past. Have good things to say about it. Had high hopes. Maybe that was where my superpower went awry and I kept it in the cellar for too long. It's not your fault. Like, it should uh, age. It's 10% barley wine from 2009. It should be in the sweet spot right now. But it was not. Um, number three is going to be... I hate to say this. This is this hurts me. I am going to say Fred from the Wood. And I'm saying this because it just didn't bring it. It it was a little thin in flavor and thin in body. Uh it had good flavors and really no complaints about it. But it wasn't barley wine. It was barley wine. And it was it just didn't bring it. Number two, I'm gonna put the flying mouflon. I liked it a lot. Um, it was hella hoppy, and like I said at the beginning of the show, my personal preference is to take the English style over the American style, and that one was too hoppy to be my favorite. That leaves the Green Flash as my top beer. Um, the hops were still there, but they had faded, and it was it was just a good drinking beer. Okay, uh, I'm somewhat shocked, but I, I I thought Jeff might disagree with me a little bit, but he doesn't. We we are exactly in agreement on the the rankings. I'm not quite sure as to whether the reasons are the same. Uh, Williamsburg to me was this solventy hop solvent thing, I, and that destroyed my palate for the rest of the night. It hurt the hair of the dog, which I thought was going to be better just from experience. But uh, I tasted some sort of solventy thing in there. And I'm still kind of tasting it, so I think it was just it just messed up my tongue for the for the night. So whether you can really rely on my opinions on any of these things, it, well, in general, probably you shouldn't rely on my opinions on any of these things. But just for this particular part, uh, probably. And Jeff missed that self-deprecating joke because he's busy tweeting something. Uh, I'm trying to line up the um, trying to cue up some push-up music on here. Unless you got something already. No, or, not push-up, but ending exit music. 
Sorry, Pay well, attention to me and your partner of the show. I'm so sorry. I was trying to multitask and I failed. You are terrible at multitasking. Trogues, uh, number two. Green Flash, number one. I, I don't know. It's. They all. I, I really was not very impressed with any of them. Don't drink any of these beers. <laughs> Ever. Just not these beers, these bottles that are yeah. sitting on our table right, right now. Yeah, you may find better stuff. I've had good barley wines. These were not them. And it's too bad because we've had a string of really good shows and really great beers on them. This was a string of disappointing beers. Disappointment. You know what You know what our show should be? The title of the show? The title of the show should just be a sad face. <laughs> can you make it back? Uh, uh, I can make a sad face. Yeah. Happy birthday, Allison. Happy birthday, Five Allison. Years old. This is a sad show. <laughs> Celebrate your birthday. But we got Justin Bieber singing this out. Thank you, Biebs. All right, Crafty Radio is a uh, Creative Commons license with the Creative Commons license. Check out craftyradio.com for more information. Uh, like we said, you can support the show by donating through PayPal. There is like a monthly subscription thing. A sustaining membership, as National Public Radio would call it. And craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. We can't... It's really helping if you shop through the Amazon referral link. So please, 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 please do that. And continue to, those of you who are. Thank you so much. Turn to the post show to hear the... Amazon Anonymous. Amazon Anonymous. Fun segment. And uh, happy birthday to you. Dude, that's awesome hair. What? Bieber. Awesome hair. No? I thought you said, dude, I saw some hair. Dude has awesome hair. But we've already like already stepped all over okay. the exit of the show. This is going to be like... Okay, but dude, I saw some hair has a really weird connotation in my mind that made me just think, oh my god, what? Dude, I saw some hair. Yes. Maybe that's the title of the show. No.